This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you're rocking with us, make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're checking us out on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get alert of all our great content right away. Now, let's get to our awesome guest, AJ Terrell. Ladies and gents, you know what time it is. It's go time. We got a special show for you guys. You heard him in the intro. You heard his name in the intro. Uh, Now, let's get to him. Second-year cornerback for the Atlanta Falcons. Big time starter in the secondary, first round selection by the organization in 2020, national champion. I don't really want to say the university went to. I went to Florida State. You know, we feel some type of way about this school, but just because he's on and I got to show him some hospitality, national champion at Clemson, no other than AJ Terrell joining us here. All things covered, Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden, AJ, man, number one, thank you for joining me. How you feeling? Feeling good. You know, just came off a game yesterday, but you know, going to bounce back next week. No question. No question. We're going to tap into your season, you know, with the Atlanta Falcons, you know, overall team wise. And of course, individually speaking, what you've been doing for the defense. But let's take it back to the beginning. Uh, You went to Westlake High School in Atlanta. Uh, You had the options of picking, you know, many different universities, universities to attend. Uh, But what, you know, made you decide to take your talents to Clemson and play for Dabo Sweeney? Uh, You know, usually, you know, really a winning culture. Um, you know, I felt the, you know, the family atmosphere going in and, uh, of course it was straight down the street from home. Yeah. Did you feel any, you know, added pressure going into that situation? You talked about winning coach or you talked about, you know, potential pro-like players that came before you. Did you feel any added pressure going to Clemson and trying to uphold the standard? Uh, no, not really. Other than just, you know, putting pressure on myself to just go in and be, you know, the right person for the, for the system and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So just putting pressure on myself, holding myself accountable was really like the main thing. And you, and you talk about the pressure that you put on yourself. You were able to answer uh, those questions or concerns. I mean, as a sophomore yeah. uh, in the national championship game against Alabama, some people believe that was, was one of the best Alabama teams Nate, uh, Coach Nick Saban had. But in 90 seconds in the ball game, pick six, pick yeah. six. Uh, t- t- take us through that play. Uh, take us through your emotions. You know, can you give us, can you, can you take us to uh, – you know, take us to the chalkboard a little bit. I love talking game plans. I love talking plays. Break us down the play because I remember the play and I kind of think I got a good understanding what you were playing, kind of like a soft squat coverage where you're not playing a generic cover two, but you're kind of reading the eyes of the first man come out. But do you remember that play call for you guys defensively? And just take us take us through the entire play that led to the pick six in the national championship game against Alabama. Yeah, we uh we actually was, you know, had that play on lock. So really just um we was in some form of trap too. 
Mm-hmm. Do you remember you know, that the exact name of the coverage of the call? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember the exact name because we had plenty. Like he had so many names and calls. So I know he was in a trap coverage to the mm-hmm. field, and it was a it was a blitz trap two coverage. Gotcha. And we knew when uh, whenever Judy lined up at two at the slot you know, wide receiver. Yeah, the slot. They wanted mm-hmm. him to, you know, they wanted to see if the safeties, you know, if he was in man showing man to get him with a safety look or whatever. And yep. his main routes coming out at number two in the slot were either that out or, you know, either a, a, a chop route, which is like the little fade, mm-hmm. or the post, anything like that for the safety. So when he lined up at two and uh, he ran that out route, you know, we trapped it, sat inside on it and made the play on it. So for me, I know when I was at Florida State, we just played a lot of man, so we didn't really get exotic with different coverages, but we played trap coverages in, in Pittsburgh. So what was your rule? So you're the outside corner where you're reading number two. So you any so you had the first thing out for us in Pittsburgh. If I was playing a trap coverage and I was the corner, as soon as I see number two runner out, I'm gone. And right. now the safety overlaps and goes to number one. Did you have the same rules based on your coverage uh, responsibilities in your trap two? Yeah, my trap two, our trap two in that call was, you know, really they have to get hands on one mm-hmm. and reading two. Like as soon as he come out, we trapping it. So I was already sitting inside of one, you know, usually in two, you sit outside of one, put hands on one or whatever. But in that call, I, uh, you know, I, I played inside of one, mm-hmm. was able to trap the ball, and, you know, right between number one and two. Yeah, you guys did a great job disguising as well. And I yeah. think that led to that big time opportunity for you. Me and Pat yeah. P, we, we've talked about this all the time on our show. We've had a lot of DBs, cornerbacks join us here on this show. And I tell people this all the time for fans that might have never played the game. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Anytime as a cornerback, as a defender, when you get when you make a big play early in the ball game, you know you're going to have a good game. Yeah, it's up for me. It's up. It's all the way up. If you get your hands, like let's say the first series, you get your hands on a on a on a PBU or you get an interception, you already know what time it is. AJ, you intercepted the ball 96 in the ball game. When that happened, you felt like, oh, it's up from here. That's right. that's how you was feeling as an individual. Yeah, you know, get that get that first spark in the game, especially early on. Mm-hmm. You already come into the game where you know the anxiety, ready to make plays, just been waiting all week. And uh, being able to make a big play like that on the big stage is definitely the the juice we needed. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And you guys were able to dominate, you know, Alabama like no other team has done, you know, as I can remember. What led to the domination for you guys on just, you know, executing on both sides of the football against the Crimson Tide at the time? Uh, Just playing as one, you know, we, we, like I said, we was waiting for that game. It felt like we had a whole series versus Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior prior to me even coming my fr- my freshman year, they played them in the Natty in the year before that, I think. And that was like the third one, back to back to back years. So just just coming in, just knowing that, you know, this game was very, very important for us and getting another shot on the big stage against them. You know, we all just dialed in on all, all phases of, of the game and just played our best ball. Now, and then the next year, you know, continued success in the regular season, got into the postseason, played against an all-time great LSU Tiger team that won the national championship. You know, what made them so good and, and kind of gave you guys some issues, uh, especially defensively, knowing how well you guys have played on the defensive side? Yeah, you know, they just – they had a good good uh, game plan, good scheme, uh, was able to, you know, stretch us, you know, get, uh, get the empty and motion the back and all that type stuff they was doing and just mm-hmm. – 
um, just making the plays that was there for them. They made most of the plays, and you know we 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 had answers for them, but you know we just couldn't stop it. Yeah, and and when you look at you know Clemson right now, the program clearly is not the stand is not reaching the standard that you guys help build there, especially a guy like yourself. What do they need to do to get back and being on top and being a national contender again? Uh, I feel like they just need to. Like Coach Sweeney said, put their blinders on and just block everything out and just focus on, you know, everything. Because mm-hmm. right now, I already know the talk is everybody just, oh, Clemson not this no more, Clemson not that. And, they, you know, I know Coach Sweeney just keeping everybody having tunnel vision, just, you know, going forward. And uh, I just feel like, you know, we could argue and say we got a young team, young quarterback, young all this. But at the end of the day, none of that, none of that stuff really matters. You know, you got to come out and – you know, just hold the standard accountable and just go out there and compete. Yeah. And, and talking about competing, uh, they're trying to compete to get your younger brother, uh, Avion. Right. Yeah. Avion. Uh, he's yeah. A, a current uh, high school four star recruit. He's in the class 24 seven. He's in the class of 2023. 24 uh, seven definitely has him ranked uh, pretty high. I think he's in the top 20s at his position. Uh, do you think he will follow your footsteps in a 10 Clemson? I know he got a Florida State offer as well, but what are you thinking <laughs> where, where little bro might go? I don't know where he's going to go right now, but, you know, I always tell him, you know, you know, of course Clemson got open arms for him, but at the end of the day, we got two different, you know, legacies. He ain't got to, you know, the fam, my dad and everybody always pre like he ain't got to uh, keep the, the family tree going all the way through Clemson, but, Mm-hmm. You know, Clemson definitely high, you know, I'm in his ear about it, but, you know, it's his decision at the end of the day. Are you guys similar, you know, cornerbacks? You know, he he plays a little bit like you play or he he's 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 different? Yeah, he played he, he play just like me. The only thing I say he got more than me is juice. Like, he, he got more juice. Out, yeah, he come out, but he just, he just different. He got good confidence all the way through since he was first started playing football all the way up to now. He just very... Uh, motivated, self-motivated, and just love to compete. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, let's see what happens. But we we got open arms for him down in Tallahassee as well. So, you know, he ain't got to follow your footsteps and go to Clemson. You know, we'll take him down in Tallahassee. So make sure yeah. – I'm pretty sure he's aware of that. Let's transition to 2020, right? It's draft time. Uh, going into the draft, a lot of people had, you know – you as a gave you a first round grade. Uh, you ultimately went in the first round, but we look at some other names that were selected ahead of you at the same position. Uh, Jeffrey Okuda, CJ Henderson. Uh, CJ is now playing with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, right now, do you believe, you know, is, is do you still have a chip on your shoulder not going as high as you potentially want it to go? Uh, you know, you always have a chip on your shoulder, but I feel like, you know, the wherever I went, you know, wherever I was going to go at the time was, you know, I was going to be thankful for the opportunity. So um, definitely carry a chip going into each game, just, you know, trying to prove myself to be the best corner out there in the league. And being drafted by your hometown team, how surreal was that for you knowing Atlanta? You went to high school in Atlanta. You're from Atlanta. The Falcons were going to draft you. Were you an Atlanta fan growing up as a child also? Nah, that's the correct. Nah, I wasn't. I was a 49ers fan. Oh, you are a 49ers fan? Yeah. So you still like the 49ers? Nah, I don't got no team. <laughs> okay, yeah, that good answer. Good yeah. answer. Good answer. Yeah, but how was that, you know, getting drafted by your hometown team? You like you said, I've been using the same word. It was very surreal. Um, just being right up the street, not even up the street, just like right around the corner from the um, from the stadium and just being wow. able to call that home now. So 
uh, just the family, friends and everything, just all being in the city, just feel like, you know, that's definitely God's time. So, yeah. And, it, yeah. and they show you a lot of love in the city. So that's always a big time. Plus, you know, your rookie campaign, granted, we have a lot of Viking fans that listen and watch our show. Uh, you got your first career interception on Minnesota Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Uh, what was that feeling like knowing you finally got that hump off your back and getting your first career pick and it came against a pretty good quarterback? Yeah, you know, it was, uh, the first pick always the best one. You know, I kept that ball, of course. Yes, sir. You got to. You got yeah, to. It was, it was definitely a good one. It was a wild pick, too. So something I'm definitely going to be able to remember. You remember the play that you guys were in? And who, who was the receiver you were covering? Uh, we was in cover two. Uh, they had a tight end out at one. Mm -hmm. And they had uh, Justin Jefferson in the slot. Gotcha. And I think it was like third and long. And they did like... um you know, all sit routes at the sticks, you know, and the tight end, you know, he, you know, he was just, I feel like he was a decoy out there. Yeah. You know, the yeah. number one receiver, of course, of Jefferson out there in the slot. So I just, you know, tucked in a little bit more and was able to break on the ball in cover two again. Nice, nice. And, and speaking of your first interception, uh, what was your welcome to the NFL moment, your rookie campaign? Welcome to the NFL moment. Uh, I say week one, week one, just because we ain't had no preseason. Mm, just yeah, going, yeah, just going straight into it against Seattle, and uh, just having to play. You know. Oh yeah, you had Russell. Here. You got Russell out the gate. You got DK yeah, out the gate. Out yeah. The gate. So yeah, that was, <laughs> that was like my welcome. Just like okay, you know, this what it is right here with no fans. Just lock in right now. Yeah, yeah, I remember that was in Atlanta too. That was a home game, yeah, home, opener. Atlanta, yeah. home opener, home opener. Were you a little starstruck out there? Because I know you probably grew in college, watched Russell a lot, and now you first game you on the field with Russell. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little bit starstruck, but I wasn't even at that at that moment. I couldn't be too starstruck because it was like, you know, we here right now. You know, what and I mean? you gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah. No question, no question. Uh, breaking news coming from your team getting ready for the Carolina Panther game was Calvin Ridley announced right before the Panthers game uh, that he'd be taking some time away to focus on his mental well-being. Uh, what type of support are you and the Falcons, the entire team, you know, trying to give Calvin right now? Yeah, you know, uh, I was actually, I didn't really know uh, when he had checked out uh, last week. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, we you know definitely the whole team and the staff showed much support and we, you know, love and support Calvin all the way. And uh, just hope he, whatever he going through, everything gets situated and uh, we'd love to have him back soon. Yeah, and, and no question, you guys gotta, you know, be ready to hold the fort down when he's ready to come back. But uh, I'm hearing, you know, a lot of people are supporting him uh, throughout this time, you know, the, 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 this uh, private time that he needs away. So, you know, shots out to him and prayers go up to Calvin yeah. and his family. Uh, if Pat was here, you know, I know he can contest to this because he had opportunities rookie year to go against a Hall of Famer and Larry Fitzgerald. Your rookie year, you had opportunity to go against Julio. Right. All what right. was that moment like lining up? Let's say in practice, you know, your first time really practicing against the guys is competition like so it ain't really slow motion. You line up across from Julio. What was going through your mind and how was that experience for your entire rookie year? Uh, I feel like, you know, been waiting for these type of matchups. Definitely in practice. I look I look I was looking forward to it. Um, just being able to line up against Julio. He got so much respect yeah. uh, for everybody in the city, including myself. So just being able to practice against them every day. 
and uh, just brought out the best of me. So um, I felt confident going into week one just for, just for competing with him all uh, summer and everything that we did. Do you have any cool memories, the one-on-one -on -one battles you guys have had, had during that, uh, during your rookie year? Uh, yeah, memories of me just making plays on the ball and all that type of stuff, you know, just building up confidence. Yeah. You know, coming in and just making plays and just limiting all the big plays. Like, I wasn't trying to give up any big plays in, in the summer. I was just really just locking in on my keys and just doing what I got to do. I can tell you this much, AJ, job well done, because now let's transition into this season for you as an individual. I mean, people see one thing about a lot of people that watch the game, they get mesmerized by stats. You know what I mean? Interceptions, PBUs and things like that. But if you really know the game and watch the game, especially from the secondary standpoint, you know who balling, you know who putting in work. Your season so far this season, AJ Terrell, you're first in the league in yards allowed per coverage snap, just 0.3. You second in the league in passer rating allowed, just 55.9. The second year jump for you has been crazy, crazy good. You know, wh what has, you know, got you to this point of basically, you know, being a lockdown corner? And you're a lockdown corner no one is really talking about because, you know, you don't have the numbers that a Trayvon Diggs might have, but you still doing big time things for your secondary, for your defense. So tell me, the jump has been crazy. You know, what, what has led to this outstanding play that you've been able to display so far this season? Yeah, you know, shout out to Trayvon. He's doing his thing, too. No but, question. Uh, you know, just being able to uh, – the preparation is the main thing, just prep, uh, preparation throughout the week. And also, you know, me just not focusing on stats and numbers. Like, I, you know, of course, it, it's, it's hard to, like, not see it. I don't care how bad you no quite, yeah. to, you know, not <laughs> see the stats or what people saying about you, you try yeah. to block it out. Yeah. Even though I see it, but you can't, you know, going into each game week or whatever, I don't be trying to, you know, hear about my stats. And, you know, I feel like I start, you know, people start playing selfish when they try to feed off stats or anything like that. So I just go out there and I just take my preparation throughout the week serious and go out there and, and do what I'm supposed to do. So if someone who never watched you play the game of football, never watched you backpedal, play cornerback, anything like that, they were to ask you, AJ, what kind of corner are you? What would, what would your answer be? Uh, I'm very versatile, you know, know, know how to be uh, physical, come up and tackle, play in man. Mm -hmm. you know, just I feel like I'm an all around cornerback. I agree with you. I yeah. watch you. Number one, I watch you a lot at Clemson because you wore number eight, and I right. wore eight in college. So anytime I see a cornerback wearing number eight, I always kind of my eyes kind of they're drawn to that player because of, of course eight is a is a is a dope number, right? Yeah. But, uh, I like I like your style because number one, your your uniform is always on point. Yeah. You, you know, you you take pride in how you look. That transition yeah. to the production. I love your lateral movement. A lot of DBs lateral movement might not be on point. Your lateral movement is super super precise and you're quick and, I'm, and you love to tackle you know right. what i mean you're a football player that plays a cornerback position and i can tell you this much keep doing what you've been doing because when that pick come they come in bunches right just be yeah. prepared and you're doing the right thing because i've been watching your game the entire season <clears throat> and i know the defense has been a little inconsistent a little bit but two four two four been balling if the pro bowl was the end today you should be in there you should definitely be in there for people that understand the game and understand secondary play when 24 is out there. And I'm not just saying this because you're on the show. 
I'm just saying this because I watch you. You know what I mean? You've been right. really balling. But as a former defender, as a former corner, sometimes, yeah, you get a little down like, man, I ain't getting them picks yet. Them picks ain't coming. But just telling you from afar, man, keep doing what you're doing. Stay within the game. They, yeah. Somebody going to throw it in your chest. You just got to hold on to it. You already know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you already know. And, and do you coming into this season? Because like I said, the jump from year one to year two has been really, has been big time for you. Did you have any individual goals set for yourself coming into this season, year two? Uh. Yeah, goals, you know, of course, getting the ball I need. You know, I wanted interceptions. Uh, yep. And just really just um, team goals. Other than that, just getting to the playoffs. You know, we trying to win games, trying to switch the culture up around here. Yeah. You know, just trying to win games, get to the playoffs. Yeah, and talking about your team right now, you know, your three and four had a ugly loss uh, to the Carolina Panthers at home. Um but you're still in the playoff race. You know, it's a 17-week, 17-game right. schedule. You know, seven teams make the playoffs for, from each conference. What uh, do the Falcons have to do uh, to make a series, a, a serious postseason push? Uh, you know, we got to just focus on one game at a time, just going in each week, locked in on our next opponent, not thinking too far ahead, uh, just playing together as one, and uh, just going out there and, you know, just dominating our opponent in all phases. And you talked about, you know, changing the culture. You know, what has Arthur Smith, first-year head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, what has he done to try to switch the culture from what it was in years past? Uh, you know, he definitely came here, you know, switching the culture around and uh, just laying the foundation about, you know, just team as a whole, you know, just playing on all three phases and uh, being able to understand situational football, and uh, just being a, a father figure away from home, just to everybody, just uh, just about his business. Like, you know, he's not going to sugarcoat or beat around anything to nobody, just tell you straightforward. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Well, now we're going to transition to the superlative part of this show. We're going to let you get up out of here in just a second. I want to hit you with some rapid fire questions. I want your honest, unbiased answer. This is like a two-minute drill right now for you. They need right. three points. So, you know, if they get three first downs, they're probably in field goal range. We can't, they can't get three first downs. First question for you. Mount Rushmore of Clemson players, top four players ever from Clemson. Uh, okay, Deshaun Watson. Yep. Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Uh, Hunter Renfro. Yep. Old man Hunter Renfro, you got yeah, got Hunter yeah, in there. Huh? I give it to Hunter Renfro and Christian Wilkins. Oh, okay. Guys, you you played with. Well, you didn't play with Deshaun. I didn't but, play with Dwight. Yeah, you didn't play with Deshaun, but everybody else you played with. All right. right. Okay. Best food spot in Atlanta. Hmm. Yes, that's one right there. Two minute drill. They, they can't. They can't get two. They can't get three first downs. I need you to give me a stop. Best food spot in Atlanta. Best food spot. I go to an American Deli. American Deli. Okay. Yeah, gotta have. Gotta have the wings. The wings. What, what flavor you go for? Lemon I'm a, pepper. I'm a honey. Yeah, I go honey lemon pepper. I just got on that to be honest. I go honey lemon pepper, and then I, I, had always, I always keep it classic with the honey barbecue. I ain't had the honey lemon pepper. They pretty decent. Yeah, it's good. I, I never really liked the lemon pepper taste, but it grew on me. Are you a ranch or blue cheese type of guy I'm for your wings? Blue cheese all the way. Oh, no, AJ. We was all right. Oh, blue cheese? 
Man, I, I got to go ranch. Man, I, I can't nah. do it with blue cheese. Not on my wings or anything. I just don't like blue cheese, so that's probably just personal preference for me. Uh, can't go blue. Can't go ranch. Best part about being a parent? Uh, best part about being a parent is that it's just you got you a little a little me. You know, mm-hmm. really just the best thing about it. Just watch them grow up all the way, and uh, just all things that you taught them and morals and everything. So just being able to keep the tree going. Gotcha. Last question for you. Name me the, your top three cornerbacks that are currently playing that you enjoy watching. Like if you know this dude gonna be playing, you got to off, you off, you know, you got a chance to really watch the game. You want to watch this guy and see what he do. What he do. Top three. Uh, Top three, just cornerbacks. Cornerbacks. Yeah. That you enjoy watching. Uh, I enjoy watching Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy watching. It's a lot. A lot, yeah, it is a lot. I still, I, you know, I still like watching uh, Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, Slay had a big game yesterday against yeah. the Lions too. I watch Slay. You know yeah. what? It's funny you mentioned Slay. Y- y- y'all got similar styles. Now that I think of it. Yeah. Y'all kind of play just, a lot. Yeah I, yeah, I just chopped it up with them this off season a little bit. Yeah. I, you know, I like them, so. Um, and another person, I had to say, Tredavious White. T. White, okay. Yeah. Solid list, solid list, solid list. Well, hey, AJ, man, thank you for joining us here. All Things Covered, Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden. Hey, man, pleasure talking with you. Uh, Nothing but success the rest of the way. Number one, stay healthy. You already know, number one, stay healthy and keep doing what you're doing. But yeah, hey, tell organization right now, hey, they got to start putting that. You're going to keep doing what you're doing in the field, but they need to get that Pro Bowl push going because you definitely should be in if the season was to end today, doing big time things for the Atlanta Falcons. So, hey, man, thank you for joining me here. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thanks again to AJ Terrell and thanks to everyone for listening and watching. We'll be back again soon where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.